0: Hello and welcome back to The Steph Gordon Show. Can you believe that we are almost in February this month? has been huge for me personally. We have had one of our biggest months in business ever. And that's actually off the back of another huge month in December. And I know that people say that December is a hard time to make money. And typically it has been for us as well. But this year we've really turned it around and changed the story and we had things in place. So December was huge. January has been even bigger. We were booked out as of the 10th of January for all of January and we're already booking into February. So that is unusual for us. And I am so loving the energy that I'm feeling from women right now that are signing on, that I just got that real big New Year energy and really excited for 2023 to be their year. Not only have we had our biggest month ever, but I also went to Bali for a fitness retreat with Tim that we ran and it was insane and so much fun. If you've been watching my Instagram stories, you would have seen it. We also opened up sales for our Bali business retreat in May as well, and we've already locked in four legends to join us. There's still a few spots left. We are so excited to spend some time with them in May, busting up in their businesses. And most excitingly, Tim and I have finally jumped on the property market and bought our first and absolute dream home, which we move into in two days. We have been very patient in getting into the property market. While all our friends were kind of buying houses young at 28, 27, 26, we were saving, investing and saving some more. Everybody was telling us that we should buy houses and that by renting, we were paying off somebody else's mortgage. But I always said to myself, I didn't want to buy a house until I bought the house that I really wanted. So Tim and I have lived in four rentals together. We have tried lots of different types of houses and lots of different areas around Perth, figuring out what works for us, what we want and also where we want to live. And then The perfect home came up for sale and we are so thrilled. So like I said, we're moving in two days. That means that the last couple of weeks has been hectic since we got home from Bali. It has just been a wild ride, but there are lots of photos coming soon, so keep your eyes peeled. But today I want to talk about the number one reason why women don't show up online because we all know that the more you show up, the faster you generate results and the faster you create a successful business. We all know it's really that simple, but when I tell my clients they need to show up more, be themselves and share their stories and their message, I get the same response almost all of the time. And that is, Steph, what if I get trolled? And I get it. I've been trolled. I know what it feels like. My partner, Tim, he gets trolled all of the time, multiple times. I've literally had dozens of emails that say, F- off, and you're a money-hungry b- and I've had people say that I look crazy online, that I'm uneducated, that I have no idea what I'm doing, that I shouldn't be leading people. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And the reality of owning a business is that at some stage, you are going to get negative criticism online, negative feedback, and especially the more that you put yourself out there and the more that you get online. So for example, if you are dreaming of getting publicity in your business, well, as soon as you get publicity, I can promise you right now that someone is going to come up with a negative message or a negative criticism of you, and you're going to have to handle it. So being in business and being in the public eye, it's almost impossible to avoid getting trolled forever, okay? It's even the case that you might even get somebody who's actually on a vendetta to fully take you down. And there's a lot of advice out there on how to handle online trolls, but today I'm going to share with you my own personal advice, and I'm going to put my two cents in the ring because it's probably different to what you're hearing out there at the moment, and there are a lot of different ways to handle this, and there's no one right way, but I do just want to share mine because, as you probably have noticed from the title of this episode, mine is... The haters block and delete because honestly, I have no time for that. I've got no time and no interest. I do not want to create a space like that on my social media. I have no interest in having that negative energy in my world. And so for me, it's a no thank you, goodbye. This is my space and I get to choose it. A lot of the information out there will encourage you to respond to trolls. And there are some cases where I think that that is probably the best thing to do. And those cases are things like on your Google reviews or on your Facebook reviews, you know, areas, I guess, where you can't necessarily take down the negative criticism. So, for example, if someone comments something negative on your Google You do actually have to respond because you can't take it down. So anyone who sees that negative review is going to want to see what your rebuttal was or what your response was, okay? So there are some times where I do think that you have to rebut and I think you do have to stand your ground and respond. But personally, I think that on my social media, it's not the place where I feel like I need to respond. If it's your social media account, I really believe that it's your choice, okay? And my choice is to block and delete and here's why. This is my personal preference because in my world, my emotional and mental well-being is more important than proving a point. So whether that criticism was right or wrong, whether that criticism was something that may have been partially true, whether that criticism was something that I could outright say, that is crazy and that is 100% not me. I have no interest in trying to prove a point to somebody who, first of all, is probably not the kind of person that I ever want to work with if they're trolling me online. But second of all, I don't need to fight that fight. I've got nothing to prove to anybody. The only person I need to prove anything to is to myself. And myself right now is prioritizing my emotional and mental well-being over the need to be right or prove things to other people. I have an intention to move through my days feeling happy and at peace. And anything that disrupts that immediately gets assessed. So if something triggers me, if something is making me feel yuck, ick, I have to assess it. Is this something that I am creating? Is this a feeling that I am creating? Am I getting triggered from this event? And can I look at why I'm getting triggered and start to heal that wound? Or is this just not worth the time and effort? Is this just 100% a them thing? And do I really want to have this in my world? And more often than not, the answer is no. I really believe that when you respond to trolls on social media, you are in effect tolerating the behavior. Okay, I believe that tolerating troll behavior can make your online space negative or toxic. And I believe that if you're finding that your social media is feeling more ick than positive, it's probably time to do a bit of a reassess on the people that you're following or the people that you're allowing into your world. Your social media is yours. I mean, obviously, it's actually Instagram and Facebook's, but it's your choice who you have on there and who you're allowed to follow you. Okay, And I think it's really important also to remember that trolls want to invoke a reaction, especially the ones that are really trolling you, like the ones that are commenting really nasty, gross stuff. They are trying to invoke a reaction. And that reaction is usually, from our perspective as the person getting trolled, something that's very emotional. And we know that when we are switched on emotionally, so when our brain switches on its emotional side, the logical side switches off and we are no longer making rational decisions. We are no longer thinking with logic. We are only responding with emotion. And I know personally in my own life that often when I respond solely with emotion, once the emotion settles, I usually regret what I said when I've been emotional. And so for me personally, on a public profile like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, I have no interest in responding emotionally to something and then regretting what I said in a public platform later on. I want to respond as my highest self. So I think that leaves me with two options when it comes to trolls on my own accounts. One, I can wait and let the energy chill before the emotion chill before I go out and actually respond and I can put together a logical less emotional response or two I can block and delete them because the reality is the times where I've taken the time usually 24 hours to 48 hours to calm the heck down so that I can actually respond to them logically they've told more things they've shared more stuff and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and so for me it's like you know what I don't need to respond to this I actually don't even need to deal with this this is your shit this is not my shit and so I'm just going to block and delete I also think that responding to a troll's message only encourages them to continue the behavior. It's like they're getting what they want. Like I said, they want to evoke a reaction. So the more that you respond to them, the more that they're like, yes, I got her. Oh, that's so good. Or it allows them to perpetuate that cycle of getting what they're needing and getting what they're wanting out of the scenario. So for me personally, it's like, no, you don't get to play this game here. And no, thank you. I do not need to handle this stuff on my own social media. And so I don't give them the satisfaction. If somebody comes on and they troll me, it's a heck no. See you later. Goodbye. Block and delete. Okay. When I say delete, what I mean is delete the comment. I delete the comments. So if someone jumps on they're like, you know, you've got no idea what you're doing. You're useless at what you do. You're not even a qualified coach, you know, something along those lines. I could fight it and give them all the reasons why I'm qualified to do what I do and how I do know what I'm doing and my experience. And Oh, it just immediately feels yucky. Like, I just don't want to engage in it. And so I will not only block the person, but I will also delete the comment. Okay. This is my social media, and I get to make it what I want, and I get to choose what I put out there, and I get to choose the way that I tolerate the behaviors that are presented to me. And so that's the way I like to think about it. If Getting trolled is something that terrifies you and it probably should because it's not a very nice feeling to get criticized by your peers or online and especially not in front of other people. So I get it. But if you're going to be in business, you're going to have to get pretty resilient with this because it is going to happen. And like I said, most of the business owners that I work with, they crave publicity. They want to get on the news. They want to get in the newspapers. The minute that you get on the news and you get in the newspapers, it comes tenfold. Usually, yes, lots of beautiful positive accolades, but also lots of negative criticism as well. And so it's something that you do have to become realistic about, but it should not stop you from showing up. And I think this is where it's so important to talk about being passionate about what you do. I am so passionate about helping women level up that if I am the scapegoat, if I am the person who gets trolled, if I am the person who gets criticized, then that means that maybe some of the ladies that go after me won't actually get criticized, that maybe that I will cop all of the heat so that other women can realize that it's safe to show up and do so. Maybe that I can cop all of the heat so that other women, when they succeed, don't have to cop it because they've already used all the ammo on me. For me personally, my message of wanting to help women create their own financial freedom, have their own income, not have to rely on their husbands. Yes, I get a lot of hate for that message because men, first of all, hate it. And second of all, because it triggers a lot of money stories in people. And so I get a lot of hate when I post about money, when I talk about money. And for me personally, it's just something that I'm so passionate about that I'm not willing to stay quiet about it. And it's something that I really think that women need to hear. And if we look back throughout history, there have been times where being gay was criticized, where being a female and actually even having a job was something that was not normalized. But there have been women and there have been beautiful gay people who have stepped forward and put themselves in the firing line so that we could change the conversation for years to come. And if I am the person that is changing the conversation about the way that women perceive money and the way that women earn and women's right to have a seat at the table, if I'm the person who has to come under fire for that, then I am mega passionate enough to keep showing up and to have the resilience that I have and to do that so that I can bring that vision to life. So for me personally, I think being passionate about what you do is just as important as having a great message. And when you're passionate about what you do, you do really find that deeper level of resilience and drive to show up for something. If you do get trolled, and if you have been trolled, here's some of my tips on how to kind of cope emotionally with it. So first of all, remember that it happens to everybody. I know it feels very personal when it's happening to you, but it really does happen to everybody. So this is a universal thing. If you jump into any Facebook group and you say, hey, I just got trolled, you'll probably get like literally a thousand women reach out being like, same. So please know that trolls don't discriminate. They will come after you and they will also come after everybody else. Okay. So don't stress. Number two is to take quick action. So the faster that you block, delete, and move on, the better you're going to feel. Okay. Once you get it out of your life, like I said, you know, it usually takes me about 24 to 48 hours to calm down from something like that. But if I can get rid of it in the first 10 minutes, within 24 hours it's over. But if I keep perpetuating and allowing them to keep commenting on my stuff, sharing my stuff, we drag this out over days and potentially weeks. And that is really an unknown period of time where your confidence can get rattled and rattled and continually rattled and you can start to create new belief systems about yourself, which is so unhelpful. Okay, So be really quick to take action. Number three, we get some support. Okay. So for example, our PMP mastermind is amazing for this. This is where we have every single time that someone gets trolled, they put it in our mastermind and all of the women in our mastermind come forward and say how amazing they are and why it's so invalid and how to cope with it or handle it. And it's really beautiful to have that support system in place. So whether that's in a coaching mastermind that you're part of or family and friends who really support you or even another Facebook group like Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine, there are lots of places that you can go to to get support. So please make sure that you actually get support. Don't sit with those comments. Don't let them eat you up. I find that sometimes I just call my best friend and I just say, hey, this was said about me. Can you just remind me that I'm a good person? Because sometimes I, you know, those trolls can get to you and you can start to believe the nasty shit they're saying about you. So I often will call a best friend and be like, just tell me that I'm not crazy. Just tell me that it's okay. Just tell me that I'm actually just a really good person. So find those people in your support network who can remind you of who you are and how much value you bring to this world. Number four is to always have a list of all the good that you've done. Okay. So Don't focus on the loud minority. It's really, really easy to focus on the one or two people who might say something or even if you are in your business and you're planning on doing a price increase or you're planning on changing something in your business and you know there's going to be one or two clients that are going to speak up about it. And we call them the loud minority because they're not the majority. They are the minority. And those minority often stop us from taking all of the action to help all of the other people in the world. If I listen to the loud minority of the one or two or three trolls that I've had, and I didn't show up because I was scared of getting trolled again, I would have missed out on the opportunity to help the amount of women that I've helped to grow their businesses and to be this person that I'm able to be, to be able to help all of these women have huge impact in their lives. So, don't listen to the loud minority. Focus on the majority. Have a list of all the good that you've done. Have a list of all the clients that you've helped. Having a folder of testimonials or wins is also so important. You can call it whatever you want. One of my good friends, Heidi Anderson, calls hers her spank bank, where she just puts all the good shit about herself in there. So when she's having a hard day, a rough day, when she's getting trolled, she can go in there and remind herself of who she really is and how much impact she's had on this world. And I have one of those as well. So I highly recommend getting one of those together. And then last but not least, I really believe that if something has cut you very, very deep, you might need to check if there's any truth to it. So could it be slightly true if there is a slight amount of truth to it or if you feel in your gut like maybe there's... They've hit on a pain point or something is slightly wrong. It could be an opportunity to adapt something. It could be time to change your language. It could be an opportunity to slightly adjust your message. It could be a really good opportunity for a beautiful lesson because not all negative comments are trolls. I want to be very clear. Trolls are the people who are actively trying to take you down. Negative comments are often just feedback negative comments are like oh i didn't get anything out of this okay is that that person's perspective or could i actually change what i do see if this as feedback and see if i can make this even better see if i can make my service even better see if i can get more clear in my communication see if i can change the message to be more impactful so if something's cutting you really deep there's always a really good opportunity and this is called radical responsibility this is also a really good opportunity rather than just putting the blame on somebody else, like, oh, that's your stuff. You know, you're projecting that on me. That's not my problem. If it's feeling like there's an ounce of truth to that, like if it's cut you deep and it's made you go, God, I'm so self conscious. I think that maybe I'm not good enough at this, blah, blah, blah. If there's anything like that running through your head, it's really good to check one, is that a story that you always run and is that just your default self sabotage? Or two, For me personally, like I don't really run those cycles. So if something feels like it's really deflated me, I have to double check in and look in and go, wow, is there any truth to that? Is there something that I could be doing better? How could I possibly change this so that I don't get this sort of criticism or feedback moving forward? Okay, so having a little look at your own radical responsibility there as well. Ultimately, guys, how you handle trolls is up to you. I just wanted to share my take on it. For me, it's... The haters block and delete. I've got no time for that shit. I've got no time for responding. I've got no time for any of it. I want my social media to be a beautiful, positive, gorgeous environment, and I'll probably get haters for this episode. At the end of the day, guys, it is your social media account. It is your brand. It is your business. And therefore, it is your choice. So let me be clear. I got no time for that. And I personally think neither should you. If you love this episode, it's short but sweet. I would love for you to take a photo take a screenshot, put it on your story, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I'm really passionate about this topic. Please don't let haters, please don't let trolls, please don't let your fear of them hold you back. You have something magical. If you're listening to this podcast, you have something magical that you are wanting to birth into this world, whether that's a business, whether that's a message, whether that is just being an inspiration to other people. Please do not let one or two of those loud minorities stop you from bringing something beautiful to this world. babe, thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources, along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz.